Today we celebrate the Feast of Pentecost and you can meditate on the Gospel for today but maybe I suggest that you can meditate on the first reading of the Acts of the Apostle that has the account of the coming of the Spirit. In the reading of the Gospel um, it's during the resurrection and in the Gospel of John there's this unique thing that the, the evangelist combines um, the resurrection and the sending of the Spirit. Uh, you know, it's a sort of different perspective, but the, uh, it's, it's an emphasis on the fact that the Holy Spirit comes to us because Christ is risen. It's the risen Christ that pours His Spirit upon the church. So, uh, in one of the apparitions, the Lord already breathes upon the disciples and says, Receive the Holy Spirit. And that comes along with these different gifts that He names here. The gifts of peace. They're also sent on a mission and he gives an authority to forgive sins. Um, so um, a main element there is that the Lord gives them, you know, uh, both um, the spirit for their own peace and, and, and sort of being rooted in God and balanced, but also that power for the mission, that authority to, to forgive sins and all that goes along with that, you know, to, to lead others in faith and call them to faith and to teach both, uh, you know, the two aspects of if one, peace and mission and forgiveness are the gifts you, they needed for the inner life of the church and those that they are going to help them towards the outside for the mission toward others. But let's focus more on the, on the gospel, on the gospel, on the reading of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, which is the, the, the narrative of Pentecost, the account of Pentecost in, in chapter 2 of Acts. Um, first of all, the feast, the feast of Pentecost existed before, uh, obviously, the, the Christian Pentecost. It was a, a Jewish feast that commemorated the the giving of the law, right? The giving of the ancient, the law of Moses on, on Mount Sinai. So uh, God chooses this feast to precisely pour the Holy Spirit upon the apostles, uh, meaning that the Holy Spirit is the new law, whereas the law is not just written on tablets of stone but written on the hearts of the disciples. They're, it's like their souls are shaped by the Holy Spirit in such a way that they're now sort of inclined or predisposed to already do the things that the law commands so they don't need kind of to be um, kind of coerced from the outside but they already have that impulse from within and we, we read in this account also of all this, the external signs that manifest the action of the Spirit. The wind the Russian wind that Jesus, for example, mentions in John chapter three, uh, this this idea that you know is the is the breath of God that that comes into the souls and renews them, uh, and then the tongues of fire, uh, meaning the fervor and the fire that purifies, and also the symbol of tongues that means that there's a, the gift of prophecy and of speaking in different tongues. Um, but you know all these external signs. Remember that uh, there are symbols, there are signs that manifest toward the outside, something, something that's happening invisibly in the hearts of the apostles, and that's that they are filled with the love of God, with the consolation of the Spirit, with you know they're they're filled to the brim with the Father's love, and that's what you know produces this great joy and this great praise. The fact that you know the Spirit is filling them uh, with this you know profound warmth and light you know um, it's hard to express in words but it's a very real 
thing. It's, you know, when you feel profoundly loved by someone in in in, a, in human sense, well, <laughs> you can also experience that from God very clearly when you receive the Holy Spirit. Uh, and what happens in that context is that Jews who were pilgrims going to Jerusalem for the feast, well, hear this sound and this wind and this weird, you know, things going on, and they they approach, they come, and they hear uh, the different praises in their in their own tongue. Uh, and so, finally, this passage is also like a sort of contrast with Babel, because in Babel people were divided and confused in their tongues, and here are, they are united, because in Babel they were seeking to make a name for themselves, where here they are seeking the glory of God. They are not focused on themselves, they are seeking the glory of God. So you see also how the Spirit shifts things and leads us to, you know, puts our, our own self off center and, and places God at the center. And that already creates a new peace and a new joy. Well, I suggest that you could take this passage to as, as the, the center for meditation today. Uh, it's a, you know, an amazing um, account or description of what, how the, the early disciples received the Spirit and see what, you know, what gifts the Holy Spirit wants to pour upon you on, on this great feast of Pentecost.